0: To Command of Her Own, a Star Trek podcast. I'm your host, Caitlin.
1: And I'm your host, Jen. This week, we're discussing Star Trek Discovery, the season two finale, Such Sweet Sorrow, part two. This episode was written by Michelle Paradise and Jenny Lumet and Alex Kurtzman, and it was directed by Olatunde Osunsanmi. And those are all the same people who did last week's episode, so. Um, I'm not recapping all the things they've done again today. (laughs) I was like, chances are good. Anyone listening to this, listen to last week as well.
0: Yes. All right. So did you like this season finale, Jen?
1: Overall, yes. Mm -hmm. I, I have a few nits to pick. Uh, There was a few things that I did not like, but overall, I think that, you know, again the broad strokes were were okay all right, oh, all right. how about you kate
0: i liked it
1: mm-hmm.
0: um i don't so much have i don't know if i have nitpicks so much as i just have i just still have questions okay good you know like i don't think what th- there's just still things that don't make sense to me
1: yes i i agree I will agree with that. And I
0: don't think they're ever going to make sense. And that
1: upsets me. Unless we get some... Unless we include some, like, um, meta explanations, I I don't think we're ever going to get concrete answers either.
0: But, like, what are the signals? What... How did they see all seven, but not know where they... But I don't... Yes. I What... I don't understand. How did they get all seven at the beginning, but then they had to wait for all seven because they didn't know where they were, but then they did know where they were, but then I don't... What... What does it mean that she'll set one to guide them through the wormhole and that's one of the ones that they saw at the beginning? That doesn't make sense.
1: Yeah, I'm a little fuzzy on those details too.
0: That bothers me.
1: Yeah, and unless they're like like time signals, so they can appear at like two times at once. I, no, I don't know. No, no. I'm just I'm just
0: cobashing that.
1: Anyways, shall I give a brief recap of this episode?
0: Uh, y- sure.
1: I guess basically there is a big ass ship battle, mm-hmm. and the discovery is busy building the suit for Michael. And then they, uh, Michael launches the suit, and as I guess Spock has to go in a shuttle to guide her through and all of that. And there were some really cool ship battles. And when they drop the shields to get Michael and Spock out, then Leland beams aboard and he starts, you know, shooting the place up and then he wants to get the sphere data. And then Giorgio and the security officer go chasing around him. There's a whole bunch of space battle stuff on the way... Oh, before they launch this, the suit, Stemetz gets injured and gets taken to the medical base, so we can wrap up their storyline a little bit when Culber decides that, you know, Stemetz is his home, so he went from the Enterprise back to Discovery. And when Michael gets through the, sh- the battle, they land on a piece of debris, and she starts realizing that the suit's not letting her program it into the future. And then Spock realizes the whole time paradox thing of she's not supposed to go into the future. She's supposed to go from this point back into the past to set the five signals they've seen already to get to this point so that they can get to the future that they want.
0: I call that the Bill and Ted theory.
1: Right. Yeah. Yeah. And uh, she has seen at this point that there is a torpedo lodge- lodged in the Enterprise's hall, just like she saw in her vision. And then the Enterprise has to deal with that. And as things are starting to look a little bleak, then in swoops the Klingons and the Kelpians, and uh, helps with the battle. And Michael starts going back to set all the signals. There's some really cool fighting scenes with Leland and Georgiou. Uh Number one and the Admiral can't figure out how to de-arm the torpedo. And basically, that ends up blowing up and killing the Admiral. And Giorgio ends up neutralizing Leland. And Michael successfully opens the wormhole and takes the Discovery into the future. But Spock's shuttle engines were disabled and he cannot go with them.
0: Surprise, surprise.
1: Yeah, it ends up with uh, the key people of like Pike and number one, Spock and Tyler being debriefed. And all agreeing that the Discovery has been destroyed, and setting up things to make Section 31 and the original series basically more in line with the canon that has come with the original series and Deep Space Nine and the other Star Trek properties. And then at the very, very end, as promised, Michael sends a seventh signal to Spock, which is basically her phoning home to say, yeah, we made it okay.
0: Which is nice. I did like... A lot of the character moments in this episode and i like that there was time for them without it feeling ridiculous like in the stemets in the culbert coming back from the dead episode
1: right i felt like some of the spock and michael conversation scenes were a bit long like but it, there was a it wasn't action. like they
0: they paused for 20 minutes with a countdown no.
1: No, that's true. And I did like where, like, Michael's trying to figure it out and Spock starts talking and she's like, not now, Spock. And he's like, yes, now, exactly now. Yeah. <laughs> like, so some of their their back and forths were, were good and, again, had that really good sibling dynamic. Um, so, yeah, I thought their, their dialogue writing was good. And, again, like, I think that this is some of the best spaceship battle scenes that Star Trek has ever had.
0: That was, yeah, that was all really good. And and Reno came with them into the future.
1: Yes. I'm yes, excited. Uh, I am super excited about that. I, I'm very happy about that.
0: A lot more of the crew did than I was expecting. Oh, yeah? Well, because there was everybody in Medbay and stuff. Like, I assume the majority of the crew is still over on the Enterprise, but it looked like quite a few came back, not just the, like, ten people who said they'd go with Michael.
1: This is true. This is true. So...
0: That being said, I am surprised that nobody seemed worried about having Discovery make the jump before they had dealt with Leland being on the Discovery. Yeah, yeah. Like, that would make everything kind of worthless. I mean, it all turned out, so that's fine, but nobody seemed worried about that?
1: Yeah, the other... Like, again, this is one of my nitpick things. So they made... Leland and Control basically, like, synonymous. hmm But when Leland was taken over by Control, I I have a hard time believing that an AI would put its entire self oh, no. into something as destructible as a human body.
0: I, I don't think that was all of Control. Yeah. I think most of Control was still, like, in the ships, but... Mm-hmm. Either way, if they had jumped with Leland, at least a piece of control would have come with them, right. and they wouldn't have really solved their problem, I don't think.
1: Mm-hmm.
0: The um the time travel special effects were really good.
1: Mm-hmm. They were kind of a nod to some of the um, Star Trek time travel effects that have already been seen. Oh, okay, cool. Uh, so, I thought that was well done. Like, I haven't seen Star Trek 4 in a while, but it reminded me very strongly of that. Spoiler alert for gotcha. anyone who hasn't seen Star Trek 4.
0: No, you don't need to spoiler alert for things that are <laughs> over 30 years old. If
1: they haven't seen it,
0: they're not gonna. It's too bad. Yeah. Okay, so here's my uh, one of my other questions mm-hmm. I thought Klingons had to think Ash was dead.
1: Yes and that is another part that bugged me. Okay. <laughs> a lot. Yeah. I I did not like that he was like on the bridge with the chancellor and mm-hmm. like giving orders to the klingons about firing. I was like no no he needs to be a shadow figure.
0: Yeah, like I could understand being in the moment, you know, and just having his klingon side come out. You know, Mm because they're in battle, and I did actually like all the Klingon scenes, other than Ash. So maybe he was just, like, jumping aboard the murder train, but, well, you know what I mean. Um,
1: But, like, they had the Klingons and the Kelpians show up, so why not have Ash on a Kelpian ship? Mm -hmm. And then when the Klingons come rolling in, they can say, you know, a friend of yours told us, and then have Ash show up with the Kelpians.
0: Oh, yeah. Yeah. No, that right? would make so much more sense. It it didn't it didn't you yeah. don't even really need Ash to show up. As soon as they said one of your crew, obviously it was Ash.
1: Yeah. Yeah. I mean, obviously, he wouldn't not come back to the battle to help, but he didn't have yeah. to come back on the Klingon ship. Mm.
0: Yeah. So that was that was odd. And I thought kind of <laughs> silly. But mm. the whatever. other
1: Ash part that sort of irritated me was how conveniently, like, everyone else in Section 31 got killed, and so now he's the head of Section 31.
0: That didn't bother me.
1: Oh, that bothers me so much. Why? It's like, hey, Lieutenant, you're now in charge of a major section. You don't have any, like, people management or anything like that experience, but by default, you're the guy now.
0: I know, that just doesn't bother me at all. Oh, it it just doesn't bother me.
1: It smacks to me of the whole, like, J.J. Uh, Abrams timeline of, like, oh, hello, cadet, now you're a captain.
0: That didn't bother me either.
1: Ugh. Oh, oh.
0: That, that just seems like TV writing to me.
1: Uh, it seems like...
0: L- like, like it just uh, seems like things yeah. that would happen in a fictional show to get stuff going, you know? Like, I don't know, it just doesn't bother me. What I thought... Okay, what I'm confused about... and This one doesn't bother me, because maybe it'll come into play later i'm just it's interesting that georgia was on the discovery but isn't she going to be on the section 31 show mm-hmm. so that's interesting
1: mm-hmm. yeah that was another thing that i was wondering about as well because meta we know she's in a section 31 show but we also now know that she is you know 900 some years in the future so...
0: So at least some people come back.
1: Yeah. Um, some theories I've uh, thought of and read about mm-hmm. was that it's going to be... Because her Section 31 show films after the Picard show and the next season of Discovery.
0: Yeah, so they've got...
1: So they've got time to like figure out a way to get her back.
0: Yeah. I hope they don't bring everyone back, obviously.
1: Yeah, yeah. And uh, one person theorized that Ash and Giorgio were going to swap so that Ash and Burnham can be together.
0: Oh, I don't know. You know my
1: feelings on that.
0: I don't like that either. I think. No. I don't think that'll happen.
1: And then one of my other thoughts was that maybe the Section 31 show is going to be like a limited series and they're going to show some of Giorgio's. Exploits and antics with Section Thirty-One between the time she joined them, right, and the time that they, you know, go on this mission with Discovery, right, control, and all that. That would so, make like, sense. Maybe it'll fill that in. So, well, and other people are guessing that oh, maybe it's Section Thirty-One in the future. But I guess um, we haven't
0: had any confirmation that Ash is on the show, so it could be in the future. That's true. I will be very interested to see how they next season, like how they meet up with Starfleet in the future and explain who and what they are and that sort of thing. I think seeing the future is going to be really interesting.
1: I have not confirmed the timeline on it, but again, somebody said that in Star Trek Enterprise, when the person from the future comes into the past, the timeline would about match up Mm -hmm. for that temporal Cold War. Okay. So they could be meeting up with that timeline. But I don't know. I'm just really glad that it is... One thing is ruled out, because I... Again, another one of the things that I saw suggested online was that this is how they bridge it into the Picard show. Oh. And I was like, no, no, I don't want that. No, that would be bad. But Picard cannot live that long. This is too far in his future.
0: How long do Vulcans live?
1: Um... I'm going to say around 200 years.
0: Okay. So, no chance of Spock in the future.
1: No. Okay.
0: I knew they lived longer than humans, but I wasn't sure.
1: Mm-hmm. Um. Let's see. What else? The Klingons showing up to battle here mm-hmm. felt the most Klingon to me, personally.
0: They did. Their, their scenes were good and were very. Yeah, they felt Klingon y to me, also.
1: Yeah. Yeah. It really had that like old school warrior sort of feeling to it. Mm-hmm. And with them saying it's a good day to die. That's like the classic Klingon going into battle line. And yeah, that was all really good.
0: Mm-hmm. I liked it too. Mm-hmm. And I, I, I just liked how their like battle personalities or whatever seemed to take over. And they mm-hmm. were all just so into it. Mm-hmm. That was good. Mm-hmm. I thought the torpedo thing was a little too drawn out for like a long episode. We could have lost at least one of those scenes.
1: Yeah, I have a few issues with the torpedo scene. Um, So I get that they needed it there to have Michael have that moment of doubt that, you know, it's not going to work. Everything I saw is going to happen. We're going to lose kind of idea. Mm -hmm. That was fine. And then I liked that number one went down because again i was a little concerned that she might die and this sort of like made the peril real and she is like so practical and level-headed and like her going down to try and tackle it made sense to me right i didn't like that like the admiral went down and then they had to get pike down there so that they could have that moment where he's like oh but if i'm if my future is sealed then this won't go off like that bit felt contrived to me And then my final issue with it was why didn't they spend a couple minutes rigging something up so that the blast door could be closed from outside the door? Like, I know they couldn't physically, like, they couldn't override it, Mm -hmm. but it's a mechanical lever. Like, you could grab a rope and, like, do something very practical.
0: Well, obviously they wanted to kill a character, Without having to kill somebody that would, like, they wanted to kill somebody we cared about, but not, like, a main character on the Discovery, and not somebody that would upset the Star Trek timeline, so the Admiral had to go.
1: I know, but it still makes me kind of mad that it was, like, an ob, like some obvious things that could have happened where she didn't have to die.
0: Me too, because I liked her, but mm-hmm. oh well.
1: And my other tiny nitpick is, that is Pike standing still when an explosion just ripped off the ship in front of him. And we see this ginormous blast from the Discovery. And, yeah, he's just standing there. He didn't rock or sway or...
0: Oh, I, I didn't notice that. Okay, so before I watch the episode, because I watched it, like, last night, mm-hmm. uh, I came across a... Headline that said we learned number two's name, but I don't think we did, unless her name is number two. Number one, sorry. <laughs> Shit, because at the end when they were all like stating their names and ranks, we just heard number one.
1: Yeah, I liked how they cut that scene so that they could have that joke. Um, I have to go back and watch the first part of the episode again, like this uh, such sweet sorrow part one, mm-hmm. because I think Pike very briefly mentions her name somewhere in dialogue, but I can't remember exactly where it was. And when I rewatched this episode, I didn't catch it on that rewatch. Mm-hmm. But I've seen online as well that it's like Una or something. Oh, But I'm also okay with her just being number one.
0: Yeah, well, I obviously can't ever find it again. So that that headline that I came across. So I don't know.
1: The flashbacks I thought were done uh, pretty well. The special effects of her going through the wormhole were amazing. Yes,
0: I really liked all that stuff. It was very, very good.
1: Yes. I I liked that they didn't spend too much time at each flashback point. Yeah. And then the other thing I really loved with the effects in this one were some of the fight scenes.
0: Mm-hmm, mm-hmm.
1: Like, in particular, the one where like the gravity systems go offline in that area. That was good. I
0: did think that there was too much fighting of Leland. Um, Mm. But I did like that bit, yeah, when the gravity systems go all wonky and they're obviously in one of those sets that turns and they're like, yeah, that was really good. I enjoyed that. Mm
1: -hmm. Mm -hmm. Um, I like this security uh, commander, lieutenant commander. Did she die? I'm hoping she's just knocked out.
0: Okay. I wasn't sure and I didn't, I was was rewatching the episode before we started, but I was skipping over all the stuff that I found boring and I did find their fighting boring after a while. Like, other than that one hallway scene. Because yeah, it just yeah. goes on I, forever.
1: It, I, I do agree with you that there was a bit much. It was like, clearly they wanted to show off some more of the martial arts and, and things, so. Um, I liked some of Commander Nan's dialogue. Mm-hmm. I like that she didn't seem like she was going to make stupid choices.
0: I don't know, some of her... Da- when she said yum yum, that was pretty cringeworthy. Uh, I did love Reno's um, get off my ass. The, get off my ass, sir, sir.
1: <laughs> that was really good. I'm, I'm already seeing several memes go around about that. Yeah. And Tilly's... One of them Like, has a close-up of Tilly's face in it. And just the look of horror on her face <laughs> at what Reno's just said is just so funny. I'm so glad Reno went with them into the future. I am glad about that too, but this episode kind of makes me a little bit ticked off that they had this false sense of peril for her last episode Mm. that totally went nowhere.
0: I think it'll go somewhere next season. Like, I think that they are saving that for, like, that she's going to be sort of a changed person.
1: Right. But they didn't even have a line of, like, are you okay?
0: I guess. That didn't bother me. So earlier in the season, there was some talk about whether or not the beard worked for Spock. Do you think the not-a-beard worked for Spock?
1: I think the not-a-beard also works for Spock, but it is not my preference for this actor portraying Spock. I don't
0: know if it's just that we've gotten so used to him, but when he came out, I was like, oh, God. (laughs) Not in, like, necessarily a bad way, just in, like, a startled way.
1: I loved the reaction from number one when he came through. And, yeah, there was some... Some good dialogue at that bit, too, where she's uh, she's found an anomaly or something. Mm-hmm. And I was also in that scene. And one other time this episode, Pike also used his hit it line, right. which still just does nothing for me. No, <laughs> like nothing. I did- I liked his earlier. We're Starfleet. We get it done. I was like, yes, OK,
0: that was good. Uh, I did like getting to see Spock in his blue uniform. I'm glad they gave us that.
1: Mm -hmm. That was cool. And the nitpickiest of nitpickers will point out that the shape of his sideburns is wrong.
0: Oh, my God.
1: I know. I know. I'm like, people, there's like years. Maybe they grew a little bit
0: before he, you know, because obviously there's going to be some staff changes on the Enterprise.
1: (laughs) I know. I know. Maybe he shaved just
0: a little bit wrong.
1: I, speaking of staff changes on the Enterprise, Mm -hmm. I actually really liked that final discussion between Michael and Spock, Mm -hmm. where he is like, I don't know how to be balanced. And she's like, find somebody who is, you know, uh, who's the far, seems farthest from you and reach for them and let them guide you. Mm -hmm. Because that does a lot to explain Spock's and Kirk's friendship. Like why Spock um has always seemed like intrigued by Captain Kirk. Right. And, you know,
0: I also liked that line. It was a good It was a good little easter egg moment. That was very obvious, but not like but it it still felt organic. You know, it didn't feel like they were trying to put it in.
1: Yeah, yeah. And it seems like it would have made sense for Michael to say it to him.
0: Yes. Yes.
1: One of the first things that really bothered me about Cornwell's death mm-hmm. was also why they didn't transport her out.
0: But we've seen them not think about using the transporter before.
1: Yes, and then somebody had pointed out, because yeah, this is getting a lot of criticism from people, mm-hmm. so somebody posted pointing out that you know his assumption was that and uh, somebody else said that there was even a line of dialogue about it That the amount of, like, radiation that a torpedo gives off mm-hmm. Would probably make getting a lock on a person standing beside it You know, too difficult Okay So, uh, and then I pointed out, okay, thank you That at least, like, puts that avenue to rest in my mind And then people yelled at me for being like So you think the Admiral should have died? What's that? So, yeah Maybe you least...
0: should leave this group Or at least stop commenting no, no
1: it's, it's mostly good it's mostly good. You know, when I clarified, no, no, it was just specifically that transporter bit, that <laughs> I was like, okay, I can feel okay about them not doing that now. I don't think the Admiral should have died. Then they were like, oh, okay.
0: Yeah, it's still kind of shitty. I only took four notes, and I've talked about all of them. <laughs> I guess I was too busy watching. Although I didn't, well, the whole battle in space thing.
1: Mm-hmm
0: which was really cool to watch and they did mm-hmm. a very good job with it mm-hmm. but i don't understand
1: okay what why would still? it
0: just felt like like they were trying to destroy discovery why didn't why didn't they just let it happen
1: why didn't why did, oh why didn't like they, once, they let once discovery... once the
0: shields were broke why didn't they just get off blow it up
1: i'm assuming because then control could get the data still or like as soon as they left the ship would prevent it like do everything it could to prevent it from being blown up so that wouldn't have been
0: but shields were like it just it felt like they had an opportunity to go back to plan a and they just didn't Mm
1: -hmm. and then somebody else points out okay the moment leland and control was neutralized did the discovery still have to go into the future i don't
0: think killing leland neutralized control control was still there Control was still okay. on the ships. Okay. Right? Like, I don't think all of Control was in Leland. We already talked about that. That was just like, like that right, other right. dude that they killed. Right. You know? He could be in the nanobot things or whatever, but still right. have all of him in the ships.
1: As well. Yeah. Right.
0: So that made sense to me. What didn't make sense to me is why didn't they just neutralize Leland, get everybody off Discovery finish the job blowing it up. Or why wasn't the sphere data helping protect the ship during the battle?
1: Uh well, we don't know that it wasn't. Like, I mean, presumably it you know I just feel like
0: if it has the power to turn off self destruct and to put up the shields on the ship, it has the power to like help repair the shields and help do all these other things. But it it wasn't, as far as we know. I feel like there would have been a well- line about it.
1: Yeah. Somebody yeah. would have noticed like, and
0: been like, oh, the sphere dad is helping. Great.
1: All the all of the people were already doing those things. So I, I don't think it needed to step in anywhere. But it didn't, I mean, it didn't know that.
0: Like, they had to have Tilly do that blindfold or with her eyes closed thing. And then they
1: had... Yeah, but that's like a physical, like... That was involving, like, physical moving parts. It Turning off self-destruct and raising shields are all just, like you know data messages from one bit of computer to another right like I think
0: it could have helped
1: It'll be interesting to see what happens with it next season This is
0: true We still haven't gotten an explanation about Calypso
1: No but I I think that that is where it's heading I'm I'm
0: I, I do think we will get an explanation for that I honestly thought it was going to be this season but I guess not Um mm-hmm. so well we shall see what happens there but also because Calypso shows the AI on Discovery becoming more humanish or more personish, it will be interesting to see how the crew reacts to that after all this stuff.
1: Yeah, and I wonder if that's partly why they were like, "Okay, stay here." Maybe, yeah. We're gonna go that way. Well, no, because I think it. We'll be back. It was
0: didn't. Uh, maybe I should watch the episode again. But didn't Calypso imply that it became more humanish as it sat there waiting for them? because it had nothing else to do.
1: Well, I think it studied all of the Earth's history and like all I, of I guess the ship has the sphere things.
0: data now. Yeah. So it could that could do something or I don't know. Mm-hmm. But like I I just meant that that's not I didn't think that that's why they left it. I think when they left it it was still just a normal ship. And then as it sat there bored, it created this personhood. Right if a ship can be bored. You know what I mean? Mm-hmm. Anyways, that'll be interesting to see.
1: Yes. I am a little bit disappointed that they went with a very uh, uh, aggressive and like battle-oriented solution to their problems as opposed to like a philosophical let's try and explain to the AI and get it not to want to kill us. Oh,
0: I'm glad they but- didn't do that. I don't know how I feel about the battle, but I I hate that. That...
1: Oh, God. No,
0: I'm glad they didn't do that. That would have been so boring. Let's talk to him. Oh, fuck off.
1: (laughs) It just strikes me as like, that's what Captain Picard would have done. And so by default, anything Captain Picard would do feels very Star Trek to me.
0: I would not have enjoyed that. Also, I think they wanted to show off their budget and their special effects.
1: Oh, yeah, for sure, for sure. And I, I am glad that we got the special effects, because, again, there was some amazing, amazing shots. And I wonder if I'm they're going to do a season two calendar. I'm going to have to look for that.
0: You know what? I wouldn't have minded somebody, like, attempting to talk some sense into him and then getting shot in the face. <laughs> you know, something okay. like that. And then i like, oh, I guess we're fighting.
1: Right. But it right. would have
0: had to be somebody up there, like... or the admiral or saru
1: right right just trying to decide if i would have preferred the admiral dying that way versus like attempting to disarm a torpedo to save the enterprise i think i probably prefer her torpedo death that to
0: to getting shot in the face by leland yeah i don't know that could have been a great scene
1: by being killed by control after trying to like pursue a diplomatic solution. The admiral
0: doesn't strike me as a let's talk sense into the murderous AI type of person.
1: She has a psychology background.
0: Right, but she was an admiral during the war. And also, I think a psychology background might give you even less of an understanding of a machine or less of a thinking of it as a person, of somebody who can be reasoned with. Maybe. Do you think uh, control could have been reasoned with?
1: I don't think it was written that way. I'm a little disappointed that we didn't sort of get to see an evolution of it of it escalating things. It was just by the time it became a presence on the show, it had already decided that like murdering all of sentient life was the solution to its problems.
0: I guess if they did do the section 31 show showing the like gap time, that's what it could be, or that could be happening.
1: That could be an interesting B-plot going on. That would be kind of cool, actually. Mm -hmm. Um, But I think it's more likely that they're going to do a Section 31 show where um, Giorgio comes back to this timeline. Yeah. And they show it more as the shadow organization that it becomes in the other Star Trek properties. Yeah,
0: I would think that also. And then if with her coming from the future, she would have... A whole bunch of information that section 31 could use
1: mm-hmm. that mm-hmm.
0: and that would be one of the reasons to keep her there because you don't want future info getting out to everyone
1: yes yeah that's true another reason why yeah i was just gonna say about-
0: <laughs> not that they need another reason to keep captain Giorgio on the deal
1: although i mean <laughs> uh they talk about her death at the end when they're debrief- debriefing so
0: but that's because they lie to them and tell them that the discovery blew up so, yeah. it would
1: well, I guess if section thirty one's already under wraps, maybe the rest of Starfleet wouldn't they wouldn't just tell them that Giorgio was back, yeah,
0: and it's Ash who's in charge now, and he knows the truth, so it wouldn't be mm-hmm. you you know it wouldn't it wouldn't be the same,
1: yeah, yeah, oh, here's a question for you.
0: Here's an answer for you.
1: What did you think of the Kelpians showing up already knowing how to fly spaceship?
0: I liked the scene. I thought it was way too convenient, obviously. But I I liked the scene enough that I was willing to hand wave it away.
1: Yeah, yeah. It It didn't really bother me, like, in the moment. Mm -hmm. It was only kind of, like, as the episode sat and, like, percolated in my head a bit. I was like, but, like, how did the Kelpians get all the spaceships? Like, and have they been training on them? Or did it just, like, Ash sent a message and they all jumped in and are, like, flying by the seat of their pants? And, yeah,
0: I... Yeah. It, yeah Questions. It, it It's a little, what? But, whatever. Yeah. I'm fine with it.
1: I really liked uh, Saru's reaction to Serana. Yeah. When she was like, hi, brother. And he's like, you're flying a... <laughs>
0: You've learned to fly <laughs> to a fly fighter, a... <laughs> or whatever it is. Yeah. Okay.
1: Yeah. I, <laughs> Although, I, I did like I that. I will say,
0: it does make sense to me that if Saru is so smart, you know, his his family, like, that it, That makes sense, that other... Because he picked it all up so quickly, so I'm sure other Kelpians can also pick things up just as quickly.
1: Well, but no, he's been in Starfleet 17 years. Right,
0: but he put that signal together himself. Well, Yes, he yeah, was that's a true. farmer at the time, you know. So yeah, he, it, I don't know. I've read a okay, bunch of point. sci-fi fair slash point. fantasy where there are just you know species that get things. So maybe they just get technology.
1: Right, right, and that's partly why the Bible would have kept them so mm-hmm. primitive. So but. I,
0: I felt I liked it enough that I was cool hand waving it, but yeah, no, it doesn't really make any sense yeah, unless okay. it's been like like. Do we know how long it's been? We probably could if we wanted to find out the exact dates and do some math. But if it's been like a couple months, then I'm a little even better with it.
1: Okay. I, I don't know if it would have been... Yeah, no, maybe, it feels like it's just been a couple months. weeks
0: and that doesn't feel great.
1: It, it might have been a couple months because the Kelpian signal was one of the early ones, right? Like it was...
0: No, uh, was it? I thought it was the one just before we went to the time crystal. It was, like, the third one, and then we time-crystalled, and then we got the queen. Yeah, that's five.
1: Oh, okay. okay.
0: So it was it was relatively recently, I think. But it was before they, like, found her mom and had to do all that, so...
1: Right, right.
0: And No, you're right. And I, it was either just before or just after Culber came back from the dead. So I guess it has been time, Because mm-hmm. I remember Saru talking to Culber about being new.
1: Right, right. I liked Saru in Command in this episode.
0: hmm mm-hmm.
1: And I liked his quote from Sun Tzu. hmm And, yeah. Did you remember that Prime Georgiou also quoted Sun Tzu?
0: No, I did not.
1: Okay. I thought that was a good moment where I was like...
0: Did she quote that same line?
1: I don't think she quoted the same line, but she quoted from The Art of War. Gotcha. And... I thought that was a really good sort of moment for remembering who trained him and who he was, you know, serving under as when he was aspiring to command positions. And yeah, I liked that.
0: I also enjoyed it. What, what, I mean, we can talk about this more next week, but what do you think's going to happen next season?
1: Uh, I, uh, there's so many possibilities.
0: They find Burnham's mom. They find Prime Lorca. <laughs> This is Caitlin's wish list.
1: <laughs> is this in order? Number one, they find Burnham's mom. Act, two, no, if this was
0: in order, it would be find Prime Lorca, then find <laughs> Burnham's mom. Because story wise, I don't think finding her mom would be terribly interesting.
1: Yeah, yeah, I tend to agree with with that. Like, I don't know what else they would do with her mom. And then I also, um, like, I have so many questions about what is their mission going to be like are they going to get to the future and then have the crew be like okay now we're going to leave the discovery and try and find a way to get all of us back home because that's kind of voyager shtick or are they going to be like okay we're here in the future and we stumble across these things and we're just going to try and like fulfill our starfleet sort of duties here and now
0: well the ship is destroyed so whatever else happens they'll have to get somewhere they can fix it up
1: yes that is true. And apparently they have little, like, bots that can help fix it up.
0: Okay. But they would need supplies, like whole chunks of the ship are missing. This is true. I would presume if the shields, because shields went down for some of that, because Leland was able to beam aboard. So I would assume chunks of the ship are missing.
1: Yep. Star Trek has usually, like, you know, sort of jumped over those sections, I guess they
0: have, like, if they can hit a button and create a uniform, they can hit a button and create a metal panel, but Mm -hmm. they would need something. You can't just Mm -hmm. make nothing or something from nothing. Mm
1: -hmm.
0: I don't know. So anyway, all that to say, I assume that they're going to have to meet up with Starfleet in the future and be like, yo, we're from the past.
1: If Starfleet even still exists in that future.
0: That's true. That's true. I don't think Star Trek as a show would be like, oh, yeah, Starfleet's gone.
1: Or, I I mean, I think they went to the Beta Quadrant, which is not somewhere Starfleet has necessarily had a presence or much of a presence. So, yeah. So it'll be interesting to see how they all imagine the far future timeline.
0: Yeah, it'll be interesting.
1: But... I wanted to bring up that this is one of the reasons that I am okay with how this season ended overall, Mm -hmm. even with my lukewarm feelings about time travel. Mm -hmm. I think that here in the end, they handled it okay with it being Michael who originated the signals and then having them jump this far into the future does make it so that we don't have to worry about canon anymore. Yes. So I, I, do you like it? I want to see where they go. I think they did a really good job with the original series tie-ins. Mm-hmm. I feel like since season two was basically their original series Easter egg. Yeah. I feel like the, the ending of it sort of nicely wrapped that up.
0: I do, too. I liked it. I liked, mm-hmm. I liked all that a lot.
1: Mm-hmm. And uh, we'll see where things go from here. Yes, we will. Mm. Oh, I wonder if they're going to change the opening credits. Or how they're going to change them next season. Did
0: you watch the closing credits? Because they did a thing where they sort of merged the Discovery theme with the original theme.
1: I did. That, I did. And I liked it. I, I liked that too. Um, there was... I am I, can't think of it now, but I remember watching this series... Watching the the finale, Mm -hmm. and enjoying the music in it, Mm -hmm. which is not something I usually notice in Star Trek. So I think that the person behind the music, who, again, I should learn and remember his name, is doing a really good job.
0: Remembering names, that's not important. I really did like what I think of as the Bill and Ted bit, where they realize that they have to go back and create this present in order to move forward into the future. That was really good.
1: Yeah, yeah, I did like that. That like her design was like setting all these things up to get the right people here to do these specific things so that they could get to the future that they had to go.
0: Yeah. One thing I don't understand or one thing I'm unsure about. When they took the DNA sample or whatever, when they just dis- when they decided that the red angel was Michael. Mm-hmm. That was from when Spock saw was like up close and personal with the red angel right
1: um hmm. which i don't recall exactly
0: i don't remember either but like we didn't see that happen with michael so obviously that must have been mom burnham okay right which it just puts us back to being abs being that they got the wrong person you do you know what i'm saying <laughs>
1: Um, I'm I'm going to have to go back and rewatch some stuff. Yeah, I'm I'm already like, okay. I need to go back and rewatch when the signals appeared and how they talk about that and see if I can find something that makes sense. And um, I have my doubts. One of the other things I was kind of interested in doing is like just from my own personal Mm -hmm. curiosity is taking a look at like. Each episode that was done by a particular writer or director Mm -hmm. for the ones that we have multiples of and just sort of like getting a real feel for what their style is. Right. And then, yeah, another one would be going through all of the main things for a particular plot line.
0: Sadly, I cannot rewatch. No? No. I do just, not have time—at least not before we okay. record next week. Okay, I am in a big. <laughs> no,
1: no, no, no. <laughs> I'm not saying I'm going to rewatch it before next. I I might go back to like the ones about the seven signals and rewatch those just so I right have a have a good sense of it. I guess um, I might
0: just watch that bit. Definitely. Uh, yeah. I mean, that's we we meet Reno that episode too. So I do. I do love. I do love Reno. Hmm. Gosh, I'm so glad she went with them. I know. And has like set up for a plot next season too. So obviously is presumably definitely going to be there.
1: Yeah, I hope so. Yeah. It's like not just recurring. I want her in the credits. Yeah. How did you feel? We haven't really talked about uh, the space booze.
0: Um, It was very obvious what they were going to do as soon as what's his face got hurt. Right. But I liked it. It was fine. Okay. And it was also he he had the realization that he wanted to come back before it happened because he was already there,
1: right? So right. So that it, was good. It would have been way worse if he'd gotten hurt and then like Tilly sent a message to him, being yeah. like yeah, that I wouldn't have liked that as much. I liked his uh like talking to Stavets through it. Mm-hmm. Um, I liked how he could finally now like Stemets couldn't interrupt him and tell him. Not to talk about it or anything, so he just could tell him how he feels.
0: Yeah. I'm, I'm, glad, I'm glad it wasn't like he accidentally got, you know, stuck on the Discovery or something like that, because obviously they were going to keep him into the future, mm-hmm. but mm-hmm. I'm glad it was a choice that he made and not an accident. Mm-hmm. So I, 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 I liked it. Yeah. And also it made sense to me that in, like, big ca- catastrophic moments, all that other shit wouldn't seem as important.
1: Right, yeah. Yeah, I guess when he's faced with, like, f- as soon as he finds out, you know, the plan that they're going to go into the future, and it's like, yeah, you are never going to see him ever again. Yeah. It's like, yeah, I wanted a break, but not, like, uh, something so final, so.
0: And, like, I can't imagine, like, I came back from death for what? You know, like. Right. You know, if not to at least live the life I wanted.
1: hmm Yeah.
0: So I was, I was very happy with, with the space booze.
1: -hmm well okay so we've talked a little bit about our predictions for season three I don't want to talk about it too much more because I want to talk like I want to have some time to to
0: have season two
1: and... sorry
0: have season two sink in
1: yeah yeah
0: that's fair that's fair
1: and then I'm sure there'll be some like interesting different fan theories and and things to share.
0: Mm-hmm. as long as we but, get I mean, prime lorca yeah <laughs>
1: There's that one headline you read, yeah, I, oh, right,
0: <laughs> that was so stupid, it like, was. I get what they were going for, but, uh, <laughs> they go off into space because that's not where they've been.
1: <laughs> I mean, I maybe they're like dropping hints that they're not gonna be planet bound on Terralysium, but I don't think that was a risk before.
0: I hadn't watched the episode yet, so I didn't read the article, so I don't know what it actually was about, but okay. it just said, Star Trek Discovery goes off into space. <laughs>
1: what? Oh, uh, Okay, do you have any recommendations this week?
0: You know what? Okay, I actually do. I have a really weird recommendation this week. Okay. I'm going to recommend my favorite brand of potato chips.
1: Yeah. <laughs> favorite brand of potato chips? Yes. I okay, what- love them.
0: They're called Kettle. They're, you know, they're Kettle Chips. And okay. some people like the quote-unquote flavored ones, but man, just get that original sea salt. You just need that crunchy potato with the oil and the salt, and it's so good. I even like crush them up and put them into chocolate chip cookies when I'm making chocolate chip cookies. What? So good. <laughs> because it gives you that salty crunch along with that chocolatey sweetness.
1: Mm. Okay, I can see where like the salty sweet combo would be good.
0: Mhm. Mhm.
1: Yeah. I can I can get behind that.
0: And the nature of chocolate chip cookies is the more like flavor levels you can give them, the better they are.
1: Fascinating. Okay.
0: That's why you also put like dark chocolate and milk chocolate or semi-sweet or, you know, put in a little bit of espresso powder, you know. <laughs> brown the- I love
1: how Kate's talking to me as though like making cookies from scratch is a thing that I do
0: Brown the just- butter don't just put in regular butter brown that butter up I
1: know I just butter.
0: really want a cookie
1: <laughs> I bet most of our listeners now <laughs> do now too
0: I started with chips but now I'm like oh my god I want a chocolate chip cookie so bad um anyways yep that's my recommendation. Really, really good potato chips. Okay. Do you have anything?
1: Okay. I will recommend what I am going to go do today, which is go and get out into the garden.
0: Oh, gardening. Okay.
1: I Yes. I had a little bonding moment with one of my stepsisters over Easter.
0: I really thought where... you were going to say you had a bonding moment with your plants, <laughs> but okay, carry
1: on. <laughs> No, no, where we, uh, because just finished up courses, all that, blah, 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 blah. And she was, they were asking, like, if we were, had started any projects. And I was like, no, it was literally, like, exam Thursday and stuff. And so then they're like, oh, what are you looking forward to? And I was like, well, what I'm actually looking forward to is, like, doing some gardening work. And uh, then I was like, but to be clear, what I mean by that is going and like ripping out plants by their roots and destroying them because I enjoy weeding. And my stepsister was like, me too. Me too. It's so satisfying to like kill and destroy the plants that you don't want. And I was like, yes, yes, it is. So, yeah.
0: (laughs) I I do not feel that way, but I am happy that you do.
1: I-, I will recommend gardening in whatever way suits you best, whether it's just you know maybe spending some time outside and noticing all of the things that are you know in bloom and becoming greener and things like that, or if it's planting things or uh, you know killing the plants you don't want.
0: But just just plants. You probably should, if it's just if it's an animal of some kind, you probably.
1: Well, I mean, there is a certain amount of death to slugs and snails that happens. No, I just... Well, okay.
0: I mean, generally, the things I don't want around are usually kind of human.
1: Right. right. No, (laughs) And I probably shouldn't take
0: your advice. (laughs) Anyways. Just
1: the plants you don't want, Kate. And you could plant some nice barriers in your yard so that you could have less humans.
0: I don't own my yard, so no, I can't. Well, I know.
1: Container gardening, Kate. (laughs) Just put up pots. (laughs) (laughs)
0: Around our house, make a a moat out of (laughs) potted plants. Uh, Sadly, I live in a duplex, so I wouldn't be able to get it all the way around without including my neighbors who I don't like.
1: (laughs) Anyway, go enjoy some nature.
0: I don't mind that, as long as I don't have to do any work for it. I live literally beside a forest, so I can just, you know, go for a walk.
1: Just go walk in the woods. Yes. Yes.
0: All right, I think that's that. We sure. will be back next week for our season 2 wrap-up discussion where neither yes. of us has any time to watch season 2 again so it'll be well interesting.
1: Yes. We'll we'll hopefully give like a an overview of like character arcs and plot arcs and talk about our favorites and least favorites and things like that.
0: Yes. All right.
1: Thank you for listening. If you have any questions or comments you would like to share, anything you want to hear us talk about on our season 2 wrap-up episode, or between season two and season three, please let us know. You can email us at a command of her own at gmail.com, or you can reach out to us on Twitter, where we are at command of her own. And I do have a couple of images from the finale that I will be sharing over on Instagram, which is Instagram.com slash a her own.
0: And we will see you all next week for our wrap-up. Yeah. I've been Caitlin.
1: I've been Jen. Bye! Bye.